0: Happy New Year! Welcome to Dig It. it. This is the speaker. I hope you're. Was the New Year's for you guys when you guys dropped this? It's New Year's Eve.
1: New Year's Year's Eve. Eve.
0: Oh, when you get this. We're rolling
1: this out on a hangover right now, so bear with them.
0: (laughs) It's 5 a.m. New Year's Day for me, so (laughs) we're just. So if you're with me, crack a can, and we're gonna get through this podcast. Uh, I'm here with my two lovely ladies, the Sharp Edge and Coralin Curry's Diggs. What's happening, girls?
2: Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
2: How was your New Year's um, Eve?
0: It's still going.
2: Was it wild?
1: Still going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just kinda of got home. So I've got <clears> to roll <throat> out a podcast. All I don't right. get paid enough I don't get paid enough for this. I actually so, don't get paid right. at all.
2: Speaker's gonna be in rare form today. That'd be interesting.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, vaccine ID passport, COVID fact sheet, mayor of Oregon, recall on Newsom, two K stimulus, uh, cocaine Mitch package bullshit. I'm actually reading the list of notes like had. It's written. It's hilarious. Uh, new strain, uh, UK, Colorado.
1: I, I always add cuss words in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> GA hearing update, uh, uh, the Pence card update, um, and that's, that's about it that we got. And we're going to have a little bit of a chat about what uh, what our plans are for twenty twenty one with this podcast, with us, and uh, how we're going to move through with next uh, with this year. So,
1: Let's do it. All right. So So I put out this article that was half sarcastic and humor and and half reality. And you know, I just thought it would be good fun. So everyone, I think most people have seen the whole vaccine ID passport deal that they're starting to push hardcore right now. And we already know how fast they roll this stuff out because they already have. They already have. We know the applications and the businesses and the governors all in place to do this stuff. So So basically all of us tinfoil wearing hat people that have been talking about this for a long time and how they're going to try to make it so that you can't fly or you can't, you can't work or you can't go into a grocery store and stuff. They're now saying that they're going to be rolling this out. So I did.
0: (laughs) So
1: so I did, you know, I have all these things rolling through my head on this whole underground black market. So, so that's what this article is about. And uh, it was pretty funny, too, because my mom read it and she emails me and says, this was really good, but I'm not really thrilled about the paragraph about paraphernalia. So (laughs) I said, I said in the beginning, this underground market will have a feel much like the paraphernalia shop I used to frequent as a teenager. It was on a prominent street in a busy little town masquerading as gargoyle skulls and, and a candle shop if you knew the owner or were introduced by someone he trusted, he would take you downstairs where bulls, bongs and whippets were plentiful. Sometimes he even had a little butt on him for sale. So I talk about, you know, how as time goes on, like we obviously have to fight all this, so it doesn't get this far. But in the meantime, I'm going, Oh man, we're going to need like some, some vaccine ID passport forgers. And uh, cause people aren't going to be able to fly. They're not going to be able to go into concerts. They're, They're talking about entering into offices or movie theaters, or even going into other countries. So we already know like where, how that's going to, they're going to try and roll that through everything. And we already know they're going to roll it through the education system. So I just have some fun things in here. I mean, can you see it? Can you guys see it?
2: Yeah, I can definitely see a black market. And um, speaker and I talked about this a little bit in one of our my, Hive Mind podcasts, but yeah, we we, we talked about how there's going to have to be a lot of sacrifices made by people who are choosing freedom over safety and security and this, this illusion of safety and security. And that right. may mean that you don't get to shop in certain places or that you don't work at a certain place if they're requiring a vaccine or that you find alternate ways of traveling other than flying or that you learn how to develop a a barter system with people um and 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 this is
1: all of course happening while we're fighting this you know because unfortunately i don't the numbers don't seem you know when you look around and you look at everyone with their masks on the numbers don't seem to be aligning with us like too many people i really think that most people are woke to the exaggerated hoax part of this virus you know virus is real massively exaggerated so they can carry out this agenda so i think most people are woke to that but <clears throat> they're following along because they don't want confrontation because they're scared. They're going to get kicked out or they're not going to get access to a place and they're going to lose their job. Um, almost everyone I talk to when I go into places, cause I don't wear a mask. They'll say, well, ma'am, do you have your mask with you? And I'll say, no, I don't. I cannot wear a mask. And they'll say, oh, okay, yeah, these things are stupid or yeah, this is ridiculous. Or I'm just doing what I'm told, you know? So they're not really on board, but they're not willing to step up and that's where we need people to be right now people need to step up so like i can totally see i call them runners you know where those of us who aren't vaccinated but we have friends who have been because maybe they work in a hospital or they work somewhere where they just weren't willing to give up their job so they went and got the vaccine which i don't advise and they become the runners you know They take all our grocery orders and go to the grocery store for us or go take care of things and get supplies or get things done that we're not going to have access to. I know it sounds insane, but...
0: Have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Uh,
1: It sounds familiar. Yes. Mm, I
2: love that movie.
0: (laughs) I
1: can't picture
0: it. There's a bit in this movie where, like, because he's from another time period. So he doesn't have like this ID code in his hand and they like scan him for it and it doesn't register and all the alarms go off and like the police get called and stuff and he's like, he's not registered. <laughs> it's it's exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. And they freak out wow. and they try to arrest him and like. They...
2: I have much right? darker <laughs> visions of what this is all about <laughs> based in my in you know, my belief system. It's it's not good. It's not good. I'm not going to tell people what to do, but I will not be getting a vaccine at all, period. My children will not be getting one. And we're going to have to make major, major sacrifices on a lot of our luxuries and start thinking of alternate ways of how we're going to be able to live. If it gets to the point where you can't shop in certain places, work in certain places, go to school in certain places, yeah, uh, it's going to,
1: compounds baby community compounds where everyone's supporting one another and helping everyone out only it won't be like the capitol hill occupied zone you know no chop compounds we don't need those
0: well this is like really the start of any dystopian future that you've read of
1: yeah yeah and you know we're gonna need like (laughs) coyotes so I'm just picturing, right? I mean, if you start thinking about it and you think how these people are, with their little crystal balls, always always coincidentally predicting the future down to a science of what's coming. We've got okay, no no flying and uh can't go into other countries. Well, are you gonna start doing that across state borderlines? You know, like New York. I don't didn't New York City do that where you couldn't even come into New York unless you showed proof of testing or Quarantined for 14 days and
2: yes, I, I can yeah. see states doing it.
1: Right. So, what happens when you need to hop in your car? You're like, oh, I'm not going to fly. I'm going to road trip instead. Well, our toll booths going to become like testing, you know, ID passport checkpoints. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, these are things we have to actually think about and uh, and think about how far you're willing to go. I'll I'll go to the ends of the earth. You're not jabbing me because we already know what is probable in these vaccines. We've already seen, we've already seen some bad side effects, which God forbid you try to put that on social media, they'll take you down. And um, even the stuff that's coming out, you know, in, in news or on the CDC website, like Bell's palsy, you can't, uh, John, John Paul Rice, he texted (laughs) me This morning, he keeps getting cut off on different platforms when he's trying to share the video of the nurse who was talking who got the Bell's palsy. Well, the CDC is already covering that. So it's not like this is false news, you know, or misleading news in any way, shape or form. But social media is going to cut that stuff down and mainstream, most mainstream is not going to cover that. There may be a couple that cover little bits of it.
0: No, it's because we're talking about it and we can't be controlled. That's why.
1: Right. Right. Oh yeah. So, so analog phones definitely need to uh, get to analog phones here. And like the 3d printed neat, they're pushing that hardcore right now too. And then you look at, was it just yesterday? Uh, the time. Yeah. Time, time magazine. You know, they, tweeted out that they were working with the world economic forum to bring the i don't even remember how it was worded um about the future our future after covid and they've got all these individual little articles in there from all over the world on on their plans i advise everyone to review those because when these people are talking about like you remember the time article where they they said the year is 2023, and they go through what's coming. Well, in there, we've got in 2022, in the summer of 2022, there's going to be a massive drought across the Midwestern U.S., and crops are going to die everywhere. Well, you know what? If people haven't learned by now, you got to take what these people say to heart and start working against that now. They're already talking about... um you know, the next pandemic being a cyber pandemic, internet goes down, banking yep. affected, power grid. Yeah, yeah. So are these asshats planning this? Is this what they're telling us? Because they really like to tell us stuff in advance. It seems like
2: it. I mean, we got news about this hack, biggest hack in history, and in, targeting in critical infrastructure. Yeah, critical Targeting crit- critical infrastructure, and it seems like that could have been uh, a plan all along to, uh, in order to usher in their Great Reset. Yeah. So it's it's possible. I would say it's smart for all of us to think about these things, talk about them with our loved ones, and prepare for whatever the future holds. Just make some smart choices. Um, you know, have a little bit of uh, food and water and supplies and power sources, and and then start thinking about okay, what kind of conveniences am I willing to sacrifice in order to keep my freedoms and how far am I willing to go um and start coming up with alternate ways of you know taking care of yourself and your loved ones whether it's a barter system like you're talking about a black market or whatever the case right. is um so yeah it's definitely something that we needed to think about because these people are broadcasting to us what they have planned and uh it's, it's not good if they get their way. Right. And I mean, we, need we are the ones who are standing we need in to the fight way like
1: hell against this. People need to start standing up, but we got to start rounding up people in our communities and getting vocal. And, and you know what? Oregon. Okay. What's his name? Uh, Stan. I'm probably going to butcher his last name. Pulliam. Um, mayor in Oregon. I can't even think of the town right now. It'll come to me. He, everyone needs to listen to this. I'll I'll put the link below. They need to listen to what he's saying because he's standing up for all the small businesses because, you know, and he makes really, really good points in this. He was on Fox News. It's not about Fox News, people. It's about what he's saying. He's telling everyone in the state of Oregon to open up on the 1st of January to open their businesses, to go against these lockdowns and um, that fighting for the smaller businesses is what's so important because the big ones, you know, are the ones that are given all these freedoms. They're allowed to stay open. And he's been requesting that Kate Brown provide evidence as to how she's picking and choosing who should stay closed and of course she hasn't and i believe this is her last term so so she, you know she doesn't care anyways but but other mayors need to get on board with this and start start doing this um in their areas in their towns and spreading this across the country and standing behind the smaller businesses because their end game is to knock out all small businesses. So their major chains, their, you know, bigs, the Walmarts, the Costco's, the big hardware stores, the Amazon, 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 they want them ruling and running this. They want to knock all the little guys out so they can then take control they can say, well, if you want to work, here's here's your options. Here's what's left. You work for us. And guess what? You have to get the vaccine. And we're going to control you through this and that. And we won't even get into nanoparticles or potential stuff that's in these vaccines. Just don't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, if it's just the bigger businesses like the Walmarts, the Amazons that um, that survive, then it's easier for these people who want the Great Reset to move to a digital currency, which is what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Catherine Austin Fitch just did a really good um, interview. Uh, I can put that link below too. I know it's been going around viral lately, uh, but it was just, I really liked the way she broke everything down and pulled it all together on the economics and where this is heading and um, how they're working on, you know, restructuring the whole financial system and, this whole takedown and shattering and deconstruction of it, you know, this obviously this, this is all pieces of the puzzle that play into that. So
0: speaking of digital currency, Bitcoin's gone. Boom.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: 37,000 of Bitcoin now. It's going up a thousand dollars like every week.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have any cryptocurrency. Do you guys? Maybe. Maybe. No. <laughs> That's something I never really took the time to research. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not. It's, it's not, my nest egg. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, should we
2: roll into uh, election stuff? Or did you have sure. some more? Stuff? Sure. All right, all right. Well, I don't know if everybody caught this Georgia hearing this week. But I it was didn't. pretty
1: bombshell. <laughs> I know. I really wish I would have caught it.
2: Yeah, it was pretty explosive. So on Tuesday, the uh, Georgia Senate Judiciary uh, Subcommittee held this explosive hearing. There were several key moments that really were jaw-dropping to uh, to hear, including the testimony by one witness who said that there were several counties that were forced to certify by the Secretary of State, even though they knew they had irregularities. And there were stories of the Secretary of State's office using intimidation tactics to do this. And we heard a gentleman also who provided testimony on the Arlo software system. The Arlo software system was used during the Georgia recount. And it sounds just about as secure as the Smartmatic system. Um, The lack of security that he talked about was just... uh, mind-boggling um, in these recounts. So all five million of the, the votes counted through the Arlo system were just uploaded to the cloud and sent directly to the Secretary of State's office. And he just went through, you know, line by line on how it was totally insecure. Um, but the most compelling testimony of that hearing by far was Mr. Pulitzer. <laughs> and he Mm -hmm. this guy was an expert in detecting counterfeits so he pointed out multiple variances between ballots that were democrat area ballots and republican ballots and he pointed out you know why are there differences here unless you want to rig an election Mm -hmm. but the most compelling part and the most compelling moment that everyone is talking about the biggest takeaway from that hearing was the moment that Mr. Polestar got up and announced live in real time that he <laughs> hacked into the Dominion voting system at the Fulton County polling station. And this is what he said. <laughs> he said at this very moment at a polling location in the County, not only do we have access through the devices to the poll pad, the system, but we are in, And then he went on to say, it's not supposed to have Wi-Fi. That's not supposed to be able to happen. So we're documenting it, communicating two ways in real time right now, receiving data and sending data. Should never happen. Shouldn't be Wi-Fi. And that was just like mic drop moment. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's jaw just dropped. (laughs) But he went on to explain how anyone doing this could manipulate the numbers in real time and so this just sent you know just went viral it was wildfire everybody's like look we you know we we need to stop january 5th election i mean there's they clearly can hack into this election it's not secure at all it needs to stop now and be put on hold until we can secure the election not only that but the uh the the November 3rd election needs to be decertified uh, because this man has just proven that it can be hacked and he's right. not doing it in real time, like on, t- on TV. <laughs> I
1: freaking love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say, the Georgia Senate Judiciary Subcommittee passed a motion to compel the Fulton County Board of Elections um, to make all absentee ballots cast in Fulton County available for inspection, using mr pulitzer's uh, fraud detection methods so that's a good thing that came out yeah. of that that hearing but bottom line i mean we're we're looking to governor kemp secretary of state raffensperger to demand a special session and decertify their election and you know and halt the runoff election um but we know that kemp and raffensperger are corrupt so uh they're not gonna do it um we'll we'll have to see what comes out of this um from georgia but there's a lot of pressure on them right now uh, with that hearing
1: what a world we live in i tell you
2: it's insane it's insane
1: totally insane
2: yep Do you want to talk about the electors and the Pence card?
1: Yeah. So what's the scoop? Because there's a lot of back and forth on the whole Pence card thing as to what what is really legal and constitutional and what's allowed to be done and not allowed to be done.
2: See, this is a good question because there is a conflict between two between the Constitution, the 12th Amendment of the Constitution, and another law called the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Hmm. That is why there's so much conflict about what's going to happen on January 6th, and I'm going to try to break it down for you guys so people kind of understand where what's going on. And that's why it's so murky and cloudy as to what's actually going to happen on the 6th. But I'm going to start with this. So on Tuesday, Senator Josh Hawley announced that he will object during the Electoral College certification process on January 6th, and that's a really great thing because under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, if one senator and one representative representative reject the vote, the -hmm. process will be paused and Congress debates. So we needed that one, Senator. We got Josh Hawley. So game on. Uh, but sure. interesting side note before I move on um, is about Walmart, because we were just talking about Walmart. Walmart's reaction
1: to right? Senator Hawley's announcement to object. <laughs> these people are just so damn brazen. They just they don't care anymore. And, th- and that goes back to our whole point we were just talking about, how these big box stores know that, that if they keep moving forward, knocking out the small businesses, they are literally laughing in your face going, we got this, we know we're gonna rule the country, we're gonna rule the world and everyone's gonna have to come to us and do as we say and follow all of our laws. So since that- If there was any question, yeah, if there's any question
2: about where Walmart stands, you just had to see that comment. Apparently, so uh, a representative at Walmart commented to josh hawley's announcement on twitter that he was going to object and they it was a very condescending comment like just have your two hours to object and move on let's get over get this over with you know it yeah, was- and then
1: hashtag sore loser yes
2: yes yes <laughs> okay so there was a huge backlash after this because you know a lot of americans and especially trump supporters go to walmart we use walmart and so for for Walmart to take this kind of stance was absolutely insane and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so they got a huge backlash. Apparently Walmart, uh, I believe they they fired or reprimanded this individual who did this. And they made this excuse that, look, we we did not approve this, this comment <laughs> and
0: that um, kind of thing. There's
2: been a whole backtrack done yeah. by Walmart since then. But uh, damage is done. People are... Right. are Um, are boycotting Walmart at this point.
1: Right. Well, and if they're going to boycott Walmart, that's great. But if you have a small business and you're boycotting Walmart, the best way to do it is keep your damn doors open.
2: There you go. So that was just an interesting side note. But moving on to this whole January 6th thing. So um, dozens of of House Republicans have signed on to object on the 6th. And what's likely going to happen is that Arizona will likely be the first contested so during, they're going to debate and during this debate they'll have an opportunity to present the evidence of election fraud and make the case as to why the fraudulent electors should not be counted and it's not known at this point if this is going to be done behind closed doors or if it's going to be televised on the senate floor we don't know yet um, i can imagine that they would try to, to do this behind closed doors and not allow the american people to see the evidence
1: mm-hmm. um okay.
2: right there are a couple of variables that may come into play before the sixth the first is this possibility of decertifying the electors in georgia that still actually may happen before January sixth, and if that's the case, then the the chances for all of this to go our way um, on the sixth are are better. The other thing is Louis Gomer's lawsuit compelling a Texas court to rule on the unconstitutionality of that Electoral Count Act of 1887 which actually ties Vice President Pence's hands so that he can't make a decision on the set of electors to count in the states that that sent dueling electors. So the judge in that case is on course to make a decision by or before January 6th, but there's not enough time to make any kind of appeals to the Fifth Circuit or the Supreme Court you know before january sixth, right so uh we'll need to keep an eye on that but about this whole pence card thing so there's two things we need to look at the first is the 12th amendment of the constitution and the second thing we have to look at is the electoral count act of 1887 these two things contradict one another and the the constitution the 12th amendment of the constitution should take priority and that's the whole purpose of louis gomer's lawsuit okay so under the 12th amendment the vice president is given the role to open and count the electoral votes on january 6th pence going to be is going to be faced with dueling electors in six states and that's enough to make either candidate the winner If Pence were to open and read the electoral votes cast for dueling slates of electors and choose not to count either set of electors, then neither candidate would reach the 270 mark and it would go to that contingent election that we've talked about in the past in which each state gets one vote and Trump would likely win that. However, the Electoral Count Act of 1887 which is the the act that louis gomer's group is fighting in court as unconstitutional lays out an entirely different set of rules for this dueling electors scenario in which rejecting a governor's certified slate of electors has to pass in both houses which is almost certainly not going to happen so The question is, what is Vice President Pence going to do? If Vice President Pence follows the Electoral Count Act, then the governor-certified state of electors will count for Biden. And in doing so, both the 12th Amendment and Pence's oath of office will be violated. (laughs) If Pence adheres to his oath of office, and to the 12th amendment of the constitution and chooses to violate the electoral count act by refusing to count either sets of dueling electors then it goes to that contingent election and trump likely wins
0: either
2: way we've been promised (laughs) by president trump that january sixth is going to be quote unquote wild
1: yeah so,
2: there's a lot of curiosity about what is actually going to happen on the sixth what trump has up his sleeve for that day i myself am personally on the edge of my seat right <laughs> who
1: isn't i think the whole world is right now yeah Gonna so be big. yeah Good i deal. tried
2: to, i tried to provide some clarity but it is a very unclear uh path and so we'll all just have to wait and see what happens well
1: and the cool thing is the six falls on a Wednesday. we record on thursday and publish friday morning so so hopefully we'll have some really good and interesting stuff to publish i hope yeah, i hope oh my goodness it's nerve-wracking it is well, then we got this this potential, you know, the whole recall thing on Newsom's been heating up. And last month, the judge gave them a three-month extension to collect uh, additional signatures. So they need like 1.5 million signatures to certify a recall. And so then just recently, this consulting company, out of Irvine uh, just contributed 500,000 and uh, another Sequoia capital uh, contributed a hundred thousand. And so what it is that they need to build up the funds in addition to the signatures, obviously they need to build up the funds to do the campaign. And um, so there's, so it's essentially they're, promote the the California Republican party is promoting the effort for former Republican gubernatorial candidate, John Cox. And so they need a lot more money than that, but some, you know, people are obviously hoping that by these recent contributions, that'll say, Hey, come on, other people with money, open your wallet, get in here so we can actually make this happen. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's, It's picked up some steam, but we'll see where that goes. And then the stimulus situation. So this is another one that's crazy. So I think everyone knows that McConnell put the kibosh on the vote for the uh, 2,000 checks going out to Americans um, and wanted to bundle it into – which. Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy on this. I'll be curious to get your opinions on this. So he wants to bundle it with the uh, repeal or revision of the section 230, the voter fraud, looking into investigating the voter fraud, and then the 2000, you know, upping the 600 to 2000 in the stimulus. And he wants to lump that together. And so you've got a bunch of people saying, oh, this is a smart move. This is, you know, and then you've got other people saying, not a smart move because we already know the DEMS will vote for the 2000. There's no way they're going to vote for the section 230 and to investigate voter fraud. So now essentially they could shoot all three of those down if he insists on, on a package vote. And uh, so, so there's a little confusion as to, you know, there was talk about them potentially voting on this by Friday, trying to get this all done before Sunday night. Um, because i believe I believe Monday the third ends the session, but then you 've got Graham saying that he believes that he says i 'm urging Senator McConnell to give a standalone vote in the new Congress after January third on all three measures so and then you 've got Ron Johnson, which we 'll get into in a minute with this whole targeted relief crap. Um and I like Ron Johnson, but I don't agree with him on this. So what do you guys think about McConnell's move to bundle this?
2: First instinct is I don't trust McConnell. Um so I feel like this move is a move to try to make sure that none of them pass. Um, it's too bad because I actually agree with all three of those things. <laughs> I'd love to see them pass, but i don 't trust McConnell bottom line
1: yeah, and i don 't trust the Dems to vote i don't there's no way no how the the Dems are going to vote on an investigation into voter uh, voter fraud
0: and there's no not. way
1: they're going to want to repeal section 230. right so right. so it 's crazy so you know, even if you say, well, it's some kind of stall tactic um, just to get them moving on these other two points, well, then you've, then you've got a bunch of people piffed, pissed off saying, well, in the meantime, though, the Dems were willing to vote on the two thousand, so why didn't you just keep them separated? So there's this whole back and forth. What do you think, Speaker?
0: Um, no, I'm the same as Edge. I just don't I, don't, I don't trust them to make any of these judgments. Right. It's just of course they're not going to do it, right? And 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 even you know uh, old school ingrained Republicans, no way. I don't trust any of them either, like McConnell and all that. Never have.
1: I know it's crazy, and then we've got Senator Ron Johnson, who uh, is pushing for targeted relief on the two thousand that they should go in and assess who. who who really needs this relief instead of sending out 2000 to every single American who really needs this relief. And boy, I'd have a whole lot to say on that. if We had an hour, but, but the gist of, of my argument there is I think what probably most people would argue is, wait a minute, you want to give over 700 billion in foreign aid, but you want to nitpick and argue about a little over 400 billion to the American people and nitpick, $2,000 checks going out to everyone? And what's your basis for deciding on who gets it and who doesn't? And even if someone maybe didn't need that relief as much as someone else, the past year that this bullshit put everyone through, I'd say right now everyone could probably use that. But personally, I say keep your damn $2,000 and remove the foreign aid and stop with the illegal lockdowns. And let the country open back up. Keep your damn money.
2: Amen. Let the country open back up. Give us our money back. Sure, this is our money, by the way. These people forget. Right. This is our money that we have right. given them. And it's like they're robbing our pantry, giving it out all to the world, and giving us crumbs. And, and expecting us to say,
1: oh, thank you.
0: Right. Gender, gender studies in Pakistan.
1: It, it's so damn condescending and insulting and, and ridiculous, ridiculous watching them even sit and debate this. Let's see you sit and debate the foreign aid and the crap that the unnecessary money going out to so many, even even some of the arts and entertainment and the fisheries and just there's, there's so much, so much waste. I don't know if people read the, uh, did you guys read Rand Paul's annual Festivus? I read part of it. He's so good. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. He always finds the most craziest places where we're putting money. Like the, the, what was it? The, um, Oh shoot. Was it Bobcat urine or something? Yes. Yeah. No. I read that one <laughs> I love to pull that up for people to read. Oh my God. So while they're pissing away our money and stealing it right before our eyes over a hoax, the hoax being the exaggeration they're nitpicking over whether to give americans 600 or 2000 dollars for turning your world upside down not not well i won't go there <laughs> i'll just hold off on that one so <laughs> you know and now they're pushing this new strain Oh, there's a new strain that just, just arrived in UK. Well, we already were warned. They Remember, they warned us this virus could escalate and it could mutate and, duh, and this isn't the last. I think there's going to be a worse pandemic. Well, now there's this new strain. And now the new strain has hit Colorado that's not going to end. People who think that if they go get a vaccine... You know, if they just wear their mask, it'll end. If they just stay home, it'll end. If they just social distance, it'll end. If they just get a vaccine, it'll end. If they just nope. stop flying and, sell, you know, having holidays and, and, and hugging their loved ones or, or not having sex with their spouse, it'll all end. If, if they just follow all these things. And then when the next pandemic comes, oh, that'll be the end of it. And when they steal no. all your money and shut down your business, that'll be the end of it. And when you're standing in line for bread, will that be the end of it? I mean, people need to wake the hell up.
2: Because there's always going to be another pandemic. That's their plan. Yeah. They're, never going, they're going to
1: continue this. Until they get That's everything restructured in the manner in which they've been working on for decades to control our housing, our wealth, our health, our jobs, All of it, our finances, they want to control all of it. And the vaccine ID pass is the kickoff.
2: Yeah, they want their great reset. And it doesn't matter how many false flags or pandemics or cyber attacks or whatever. They're going to keep going until they get their great reset, unless we stand in the way.
1: Yep, yep. So I'm typing up a fact sheet. I should get it finished today. I should have it. I'm hoping to have it finished today so I can put the link below. Um otherwise I'll have it finished um uh, by Friday night. I'm doing a just a just kind of a short fact sheet of what I deem the most key important facts on the COVID virus bullshit. Um so that people can it'll be in PDF so people can print it out, they can hand it out to people and I'll have like the source links at the bottom of it. Um because I think if people just see this handful of key statistics and data points that are pulled directly from the CDC, but the mainstream news refuses to talk about, it will open a lot of people's eyes. And of course, I'm still working on part five of my five-part report, too. What What are you guys working on? You just put something out, didn't you? We
2: did. We put out a recap of 2020 and a look ahead at 2021.
0: Yeah. yeah, just a, just a, just an easy one to finish off the year, but uh, it was something that had to be talked about, so uh, this, this year was crazy, crazy, guys. Um, I know, insane. And, and not, not, in, not in a good way, I didn't like it, I didn't like it.
1: It was rough. It was, it a, was rough a
2: rough weekend. year. Yep, it was.
1: So what are we looking forward to in 2021? More Digit podcasts? Bro- <laughs>
0: well, oh, Edge and Ed and I are thinking about adding another another video week. We're still trying to work out how we're going to put that out. but um,
1: having another what?
2: Adding just another video at. Adding more content weekly is our goal ah. for Hive Mind. Gotcha. Um,
0: my goal for Dig It would be some sort of a live chat.
1: Ah. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just growing,
2: reaching more people. That's our goal. We want to reach more people, hopefully get more people to wake up and inspire more people to speak out. That's the goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Keep fighting because the fight is not going to end no matter what happens on January 20th. <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: Yeah. And uh, just trying to get on more more shows with some of our friends. And I, I know you've got a thing with Methods coming up, so do I. Uh, new new sites were on Pilled.net. Is one I just started HiveMind. You might need to get on that too, Corey. what's it called? Pilled.net.
1: Oh, I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, so I've just started posting there as well. Um, I might start posting on Gab more because we we really got to try to work our way around these alternative platforms. Parler, unfortunately, I know a lot of people use it, but I hate the layout. I can't use it. <laughs> I just. I hate it. It drives me insane. <laughs> I do not like that platform.
2: Go to Gab then. Gab's, uh, I'm, I'm hearing good things about Gab. Yeah,
1: I've been on Gab for years, but I haven't gone over into it in a very long time to post anything. Uh, I do post all of uh, everything that I publish, including our podcast, I do put on my Parlor account. But I know what you're saying. It, it's, it just, look. I mean, Twitter is a robust platform. It's it's hard to compete with it. It's just annoying. It's hell because we're censored. I have had, like, I can't even imagine how many thousands of followers have been removed from my account. It has gotten worse and worse and worse. And this past month, I will, like, get 500 followers, and then it'll drop me down to just 100. I'll get another 500. It'll drop me down to just a 100 increase. It keeps flipping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to where I, I have no idea who all it's removing.
0: It, it, but... It's because because we're so attentive. Uh, we notice those things. We notice mm-hmm. changes in our numbers. We notice when something's fishy with our account and things are not adding up. It's, it's because we're attentive to those things. I mean, let's say like take Hivemind, for example. Um, we, we don't have a huge following there. We're fifteen thousand. It's really, it's, it's a good loyal base on, on our YouTube channel there. And but, we're like, thankful so our, for asked,
2: every one of them.
0: So thankful. But like on our last vid, we got like one thousand two hundred views. Right mm-hmm. now, we got a hundred comments on that. It does, it it doesn't add up. You go to any other video on YouTube and you look yeah. for a video that has a thousand views, you will be lucky to find one comment right it's like right. things like that don't add up do you know what i mean so there's oh, always yeah. interaction going on there but it's um definitely hidden from us you,
1: you know what else twitter did to me so this started a few weeks ago and it i guess it's a permanent feature now for me is i can't see likes on any of my posts so all i, c- I can see retweets and sometimes i can see comments so like if i'm looking at my timeline it only shows me you normally have the bottom three icons <laughs> I can only see two icons under my posts, the comments and the retweets. That's it. I can't see likes anymore. And then a lot of times on the comments, it won't show any numbers. Like there's no comments. But if I click on it, then there'll be like 30 comments under there. So mm-hmm. so they just, they played a <sighs> You know? I know
2: they hide my comments too. will oh, yeah. they'll say, "Oh, you have ten comments, but I can only see like five of them or something." You know, yeah. and I'm like, "So what are these people like trolls that are you know commenting and then blocking me and then I can't see?" But yeah, so there's no, all it's, kinds it's, of games.
0: Games, like I, yeah, I I got a message on Patreon the other day saying, "You know, um, you guys haven't uploaded in ages. haven't seen any content from you." I'm like, dude, we we upload once once a week on HiveMind and once a week on Digit and we continuously do that. Like, we never miss a week. Yeah. And so, like, I get messages like that all the time. And I'm like, so obviously people are not seeing our notifications or not. So it, it's imperative, like, if you do like our content, if you do watch um, either of our channels, uh, check it once a week. You know, don't don't expect them to send you notifications. Oh, no. <laughs> just um, always, always actually go to the page and, and see if you can find it because that helps a lot too. Yeah, yeah, we
2: appreciate everybody that takes those extra steps, because I get that, those kind of comments all the time. Like, I never get notifications for you. I have to actually go to your page and yep. look for new content. And so, I mean, I just want to thank everybody that takes those extra steps because uh, to find us, because we know that we are being massively censored.
1: Right. Right. And all we want to do is get this information out. Don't know, right? We don't even, you know, we don't even care about the foul numbers or the like numbers. It's the fact that they're hiding our information from getting out there. That's what's so frustrating. Yeah. Preach. Yep. Right. So what are you yeah. doing for uh, New Year's Eve tonight, Edge?
2: I'm going to go to my neighbor's house and hang out with some friends. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have a friend coming over. We're going to keep it low-key. Nice. Yep.
2: Yep. Low key sort of New Year.
0: I'm going to get an hour's sleep and then I have to edit. Yay!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can sleep longer than that. You don't have to work today, right?
0: Well, I have to edit. That's work.
1: Right, but you can go. You can go sleep for five hours.
0: Yeah, yeah Wake me up. Five I
1: minutes. give you permission, speaker.
0: Oh, you give me permission. What do you think? This you know, is? I'm
1: a night owl. See, so here's the system for people who don't know. Edge takes the audio. <laughs> she clips off the beginning where we're talking while words before we start recording. She sends it over to speaker. He does the video editing. He sends it over to me. I upload it into YouTube and I set up all the links and all the stuff and schedule it to publish. So he knows I'm a night owl. We're on a total different time zone. I'm like, don't worry, dude. I'm always up to like three or four. It's
0: a, it's a finally, it's a finally June system.
1: It is. Yes, it is. Team so I usually do a setting it up at like midnight. So so right about when the new year rings in, I will be formatting this to publish the next one. Why, that's,
0: that's why I would like to do some live shows uh, in the future, so I don't need to
1: edit. <laughs> I, I couldn't right. hear you. Say that again?
0: I said, that's why I would like to do some live shows in the future. That way it cuts out my editing process.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Then we have to have like all the tabs pulled up so you can flip through the stuff as we're talking.
0: Yeah, so 20- Edge Ed, 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 Ed and I do that every week on Hive Mind.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah we, we started, started doing that. Huh. It's
0: so much easier. Huh.
1: Well, maybe we'll have to think about that for 2021.
0: Yeah, we'll work. At it. I think um, we're going to hit the ground running. But much. but
1: I'm not I'm not getting up at like 7 in the morning to do a live podcast. I'm going to tell you right now. Nah, it man. You have to be like a noon oh, day.
0: You're, you're not getting up at 7 in the morning. You see how lucky these girls have it? Don't worry about me getting up at 4 a.m. <laughs> you know, don't, don't worry about that. Don't you worry usually, about me. Oh, you usually haven't gone days. to bed
1: yet. Yeah. Look at this. I'd be uh, fine I, if you... I always
0: get like, shafted.
1: I'd be fine with 4 a.m. Because I, I, I usually always get bed until 4 or 5.
0: No, I would have like one viewer.
1: Yeah, but maybe we can do it like <laughs> do it on like the lunch hour podcast. I love how I love how the <laughs>
2: listeners are getting a taste of our behind the scenes conversations.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I it. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: That's for recording. These are the kind of conversations <laughs> we have. <laughs> exactly. Well, what? happy new year to you guys and happy new year to everyone out there and keep fighting your tails off. Um Man, everyone just needs to round up their friends and community and get pissed off and stay safe. Everyone who is going to be in D.C. on the 6th, I can't wait. can't wait for that day to see what rolls out.
0: Love you all. Have a good years. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. Merry New Year. Thanks for joining us here on Dig It with a speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and, of course, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Happy Happy New New
1: Year. Year.
0: (laughs) They're having us.
1: Thank you.